0: Hello, and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the weekend perspective, including planetary ingresses and the daily transits. Now let's have a look up in the sky. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Friday. Yes, we're going to have a look at the weekend perspective for Friday, February 23rd, 2024, obviously dominated by the full moon that's happening really early tomorrow morning, full moon in Virgo. We're going to talk all about that later on in the pod, obviously looking at individual charts that we all like to do. This is another reminder to let you know that the February mailbag is open and ready to receive your questions right at the end of the month month I will be doing a bonus episode and answering all those questions. So make sure you're sending those to me. And it's just anything really, you know, something specific perhaps about your chart or something in general about astrology. All are welcome. And of course you can send that to my email. That's astrologydeva. That's D V A at gmail.com. All right, let's get to those themes and the full moon for the weekend. All right, let's start off talking about the moon as we do currently in Leo, but let's face it, not for long. It is actually, by the time you hear the pod, it probably will be void of course. So let's talk about what that means. A void of course moon just means that the moon will not make any meaningful connections with any other planet until it changes sign. So I kind of call it an astrological dead zone. It's really this time that you don't want to be starting something really major. What we see Say in the astrological game is you know nothing much will come of it. So don't launch your you know candidacy, president or prime minister, or you know that book launch, uh, you know the press conference, uh, you know showing off your book or you know launching your new film or whatever it is that you are into. This is not the time to do those big things. Don't get married. Don't you know all the big things now it doesn't mean you get to sit on the couch for the afternoon or maybe it does by the supper time of course it'll be having moved into virgo but until then this is a great time to finish up projects tie a bow on things so that when the moon does move on into virgo that you're ready to go Now, when it does move to Virgo, this is, of course, you know, mutable earth. So it's fine tuning those emotions, really being comfortable with perfection. Perhaps you're going to be looking at details or feel really comfortable, feel nurtured by the details, you know, right? Cleaning up the house and keep getting everything all in order, feeling really useful. Those are all things that might be uh, of on offer while the moon is in Virgo and maybe some things looking at your health obviously the moon going into Virgo it's preparing for the full moon this this idea and this sense of real fullness so it'll be in Virgo for the weekend then by Monday the moon moves into Libra cardinal air and so definitely gravitating towards more of a balance more fairness and much more diplomacy coming forward we actually have another planet uh, changing signs and that's Mercury on Friday. Today, actually, Mercury's moved into Pisces, yes. And it'll be there until March 9th. So that's a good chunk of time. So here, remember that Mercury rules, you know, our ideas, our thoughts, communication, uh, you know, and here it is in Pisces, this mutable water. So perhaps some more emotional communication coming forward, flexible communication. You may be sensing some more intuitive or sensitive thoughts and ideas coming forward while Mercury is in Pisces. All right. Well, the last thing to talk about before we get to the full moon stuff is an important aspect pattern that's popping up. So starting today, we've got a Pisces stellium. Yes. So remember that a stellium is three or more planets that are within eight degrees of each other. And my partner mentioned to me, you know, this week, he's like, give the countertop analogy. And that's just when, you know, say you go for lunch, and you get to the restaurant, and the only place to sit is up at the counter. And so these three planets are all kind of sitting beside each other facing forward. So they make an effort to blend their energies together, but it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing, kind of like when you're trying to chat with somebody, you know, at the counter. So here are the three planets we're talking about. We've got Mercury, newly arrived in Pisces, as I mentioned the sun, which is of course the launching of Pisces season, and then uh, Saturn. So all three of these planets are attached at the hip. Now they're going to be in a, within eight degrees of each other until March 3rd. So that's a pretty good chunk of time all in Pisces. Now of these three planets, the fastest is Mercury. So Mercury's gonna zip past the Sun, be in exact conjunction with the Sun. Then it's gonna zip past Saturn. And then the Sun is also gonna zip past Saturn. So this is why the stellium is lasting as long as it it, it is. All right. What does it all mean? Well, as I said, it's going to grow in strength as you know the speed of these planets kind of become uh, in conjunction in pairs. And it comes, I would say its maximum effect is going to be wednesday, february twenty eighth. So let's talk about it. Keeping in mind the energies of Mercury, which is around communication, thoughts, and ideas the sun, which is our purpose, our, you know, our vitality, the things that we're striving towards in our life. And then finally, Saturn, which is all around authority, discipline, structure, uh, you know, limiting things and keeping things kind of nicely boxed in. So when we put all that together, you know, this stellium could really represent in Pisces, this structured and sensitive communication of your purpose. And so I really think this is kind of speaking to brand experts or people out there that maybe have a presence online and social media, or if you know, you have a business uh, where you're having to put your purpose forward or your brand forward, you know, ask yourself, are you using uh, it in a disciplined way in order to share your purpose while this stellium is going on? Well, thanks for sticking around. Here we are finally talking about the full moon. So it's a full moon in Virgo. So let's break down the astronomy first of all. So a full moon is halfway through the lunar cycle. We've got the sun and the moon in opposition, facing off against each other. Always keep in mind that the moon does not have its own light source. So the only way you can see that full moon is because the sun is shining upon it. Here we have, uh, we say it's a full moon in Virgo because the moon is in Virgo and opposite it, of course, in Pisces season, the sun in Pisces. So this exact full moon is occurring at 5 degrees 23 minutes. So that's 5 degrees, 23 minutes of Pisces, opposite 5 degrees, 23 minutes of Virgo. And, you know, it's more nerdy details, 4.31 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Saturday morning is when the uh, full moon will be at its uh, maximum. So remember that it's basically this opposition type of energy. And so one of the analogies I think is great. I think it's Sue Tompkins that uses this analogy is you're standing in your house. And the front doorbell rings, and the back doorbell rings, and you have to decide which door am I going to open. This is really very much the energy of an opposition swinging between the, you know, the desires or the attention rather, of these two planets. On one end, we've got the the sun, which represents our goals, our purpose, you know, the things that we're striving towards. And then on the other side, we've got the moon, which is your default, your the place you find comfort, your emotional responses. So let's have a look at the signs. Here we have the sun in Pisces. And so striving towards those goals in a very flexible way, using your intuition, you know, being very sensitive to what your purpose is. And then on the other side, you know, finding uh, comfort in being useful, being practical, which is all this energy brought forward from a Virgo. And so it's this teeter-totter effect that, uh, you know, we're trying to balance. Well, finally, we've come to the part of the podcast where we look at some individual charts. And the reason we kind of get to the end of it, we've spoken about what the full moon energy is involving the planets and their signs. And in order to really drill down and answer the question like, hey, Norma, what does this have to do with me, you need to look at the individual charts. And this really specifically deals with house placement. And so if you've ever seen a natal chart, it's got 12 houses in it. And each house represents an area of life. So a part of of your life that uh, is focused on. So what we do is we overlay the full moon and it's position and figure out what houses are affected by the full moon. Now, got some great examples. I think it's four charts I'm going to look at here and three of the four charts are new volunteers. So thank you so much for sending your information. So let's start off with Marlene sent me uh, her chart and thank you very much for that. And Christina, actually, when we looked at both of these charts, they have the same sun and moon placement. And that is sun in the fifth house balancing with the moon in the 11th house. And so sun in the fifth house, this is really having your purpose being around self-expression your creativity it might have something to do with children. But being in Pisces, of course, it's, you know, being flexible, perhaps being that emotional, using your emotions in a creative way to really support your purpose. Then you're trying to balance that with having the moon in the 11th. And so maybe your default is to kind of attach to groups. The 11th house is all your social groups, your social causes. And so being useful in, uh, you know, your natural default to be useful with Within those groups and trying to balance it you know this uh, balancing between fifth and 11th house fifth house is about your personal self-expression you stepping forward and really shining as it were because the sun is there as opposed to your default falling back into that comfort zone of being you know with your groups all right the next chart I want to look at is from Kemi. I hope I'm saying that right, and new volunteer as well. And for Kemi, the uh, sun is in uh, in their sixth house, opposite the moon in their twelfth house. So sixth house is really around you know, daily habits, routines, your health. And so perhaps you've got some goals around, you know, some healthy habits that you wanted to form. And then you're going to balance that with this perhaps desire to kind of pull back from the world 12th house is really around retreat, you know, recharging yourself using the moon really to nurture yourself. So there's a balancing act between those two. And then finally a uh, longtime listener uh, Kelly sent me uh, a request to have a look at her um, her chart. and here we've got the Sun in the first house opposite the moon in the seventh house. And I will point out this is super close to, to Kelly's birthday so this is quite uh, significant I think. So having the Sun in the first house is all around having your goals and your purpose about your own personal growth, you developing yourself And balancing that with moon in the seventh, which is your emotional connection to those important one to one relationships, perhaps it's the intimate relationships, maybe it's a marriage or some sort of committed relationship, and or business partnerships. So it's basically this, you know, the balancing act of between me, first house, and not me, seventh house. That is your podcast for today. I hope you got something out of it. That was really fun to look at those individual charts. And thanks again to those listeners that pitched up and volunteered their charts. All right. Well, that is it for me. A little bit longer than normal, but thanks for hanging in. I always enjoy putting this together for you. Of course, if you have any questions, send those to the February mailbag or just email me. Uh, Maybe I'll include it in an upcoming pod. You can always send me your questions to my email. That's astrologydiva.com that's dva at gmail.com. All right, have yourselves a fantastic day. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.